0: a kids' podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Before we get started, I'd like to send a very special shout-out to Acacia in Louisville, Kentucky, and Eleanor, and wish a very happy birthday to Rory, Aisha in Hillsboro, Oregon, and Rachel. Thank you all so much for listening to Girl Tales grown-ups, if you would like to hear your child's name at the top of our next tale, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Now on to our episode. This is Ghost Town. Enjoy! I'd like to tell you about some friends of mine. I met these friends while I was on a road trip across the United States with my dogs, Sherlock and Cheese. We were driving through the tall and windy, rocky mountains of Colorado when I made a wrong turn onto a small, dirt road. Despite it being sunny the whole day prior to that moment, fog crept in and took over. I drove slowly, with Sherlock keeping a watchful eye behind me. Cheese has always been a bit of a scaredy cat. Excuse me, scaredy dog. So he laid down in the back seat with his front paw over his eyes. As we kept driving, an old rusty red metal sign started to peep out of the fog. I read the words aloud. Welcome to Fork River. Elevation, 7,908 feet. Population, 10,364. Sherlock made a sound like he was confused. He's always been very curious. Oh, I said, that word elevation tells us how high above we are from sea level. And 7,908 feet is a lot higher than the mountains and freshwater, pup. And that word population, that tells us how many people live here, which is odd because it seems like we're the only ones around. Hmm, what do you think? Shall we keep on going, boys? Sherlock barked enthusiastically and Cheese whimpered a little bit. Oh, Cheese, we don't have to go if you're feeling too scared but we might also learn something new here. Perhaps this town is a lot like Freshwater, our home. With an encouraging lick on the head from his brother, Sherlock, Cheese perked up and barked. We were on our way into Fork River. The fog parted just enough for our car as we drove by little wooden cottages and decrepit buildings on each side of the dirt road. One building looked like an old theater, but there was a giant hole through the roof. Another had a sign hanging by a thread that read in a faded font, Fork River General Store. Tall grass grew out of old broken railroad tracks, with what could only be an old mining cart at one end of it. I parked the car and the dogs and I hopped out. No one was inside or outside any of the buildings. That mining cart hadn't been touched in ages. There was not a soul in town. It was eerie. This must be a ghost town. Oh, that doesn't mean there are ghosts here, Cheesy. But even if there were, there are ghosts in freshwater, and you're not scared of them. You see, a ghost town is a place where people used to live, but everyone abandoned it for one reason or another. And judging by that mining cart over there, I bet Fork River was a place where people came to mine for something. Probably gold, silver. All three of us jumped. I turned around, but the fog had risen again. And I couldn't see anyone behind me. Who's there? Hello? I called out again. That's when a woman appeared in a long black dress with a stiff collar that reached the bottom of her ears, her bright white curls tightly wound on top of her head, and she was sitting on a headstone. Oh, Hello, I'm Rebecca, and these are my dogs, Sherlock and Cheese. Odd names for dogs. Welcome to Fork River. I'm Eulali. I'm the judge of that courthouse you passed by. Or, I was. I'm a ghost. Nice to meet you, Eulali. We were just- Did you not hear me? I told you. I am a ghost. Boo. This is your cue to run away now. Oh, see, I come from a town where ghosts, monsters, and humans all live in harmony. So I'm sorry to tell you this, but ghosts don't really scare me. Hmm. Is that so? That's so. Interesting. We've never had anyone like you around these parts before. Fork River is a ghost town, like you said i can confirm all of our residents are ghosts as she said that the fog parted even more and revealed hundreds maybe thousands of tombstones on each sat a different person or ghost all staring back at us they're nervous we haven't had a living person stick around for longer than five minutes Usually if they find their way up here, they'll see us sitting on our headstones. And they bolt. Oh well I'm so sorry to hear that. You seem nice enough. It's nice to meet you all, I called out and waved. Many of them waved back and said Welcome. Welcome to the river. So, uh what happened to all of your living humans? I asked. You see all of these mountains? I do. They're beautiful. They sure are. They're also filled to the brim with silver, not gold, like you thought. (laughs) And back in our time, silver could make a person quite a bit of money. All of us here, we traveled from all over to live in Fork River, and many of us mined the mountains for silver, but we stayed because of Fork River's beauty, its community, there were harsh winters here but we took care of one another everyone was always willing to lend a helping hand and we greeted whoever found their way here with open arms (laughs) sounds familiar i said thinking of my own hometown and she continued those cottages you saw on your way in were our homes that over there is where some of us went to church that general store is where we purchased all of our wares we lived And we died here. But then in 1893, silver was not so valuable anymore. Nobody wanted it. So all the living folks left Fork River looking for work elsewhere. A few stubborn folks stayed hoping for a revitalization of Fork River, but they eventually died or disappeared too. Now it's just us the ghosts of Fork River, forgotten. Nothing to do but sit here on our headstones and wait. Wait for what? I asked. And then I heard another voice out of the crowd. You. Me, but that couldn't possibly be true. Who said that? I shouted out. I did, over here. He shouted back. I looked over. Sorry, I can't quite hear you. Could you make your way over here so I can hear you just a little better? Some of the ghosts gasped at my request. (gasps) They all turned their heads to this man. They looked nervous. So did the man. I couldn't imagine why, and, and I felt anxious that I had just asked him to do something that he couldn't do. But nevertheless, he slowly placed his hands on his headstone and pushed himself off of it, grunting as he placed both feet on the ground. Everyone around him held their breath. Well, they didn't have a breath to hold, but I imagine if they did have one, they would have. The man very slowly moved toward me. His body creaked with each Footstep. I know you think of ghosts as light and airy, moving effortlessly, but no, not this ghost. He was heavy. Solid. Hello, ma'am. The name is John. John Morin. I built and ran the general store in town. I haven't moved from that very headstone since the day I was laid to rest. None of us have. We all just stay put. "'Waiting for you, ma'am.' "'But that can't be true. I I have no connection to Colorado or Fork River.' "'Well, now you do. We've been waiting for someone who wasn't afraid of us, who cared enough to talk with us and hear our stories.' "'Well, I'd be glad to hear your stories.' "'You would?' another woman shouted out. "'Of course I would,' I responded, and Cheese and Sherlock barked Uh, uh, in agreement. You see, I'm a storyteller, and I love it. But you know what I love even more? Listening to other people tell their stories. All the ghosts of Fork River seemed so excited. Oh, boy, this is going to be marvelous. (laughs) I think it's wonderful finally someone to listen to us. They each made their way off of their headstones for the first time to tell me and the rest of Fork River their story. A woman named Anita told us how she used to entertain the people of Fork River with a musical act. She'd sing, play guitar, and perform rope tricks with her horse named Sadie. Sadie neighed at the mention of her. People would come from miles around to see Anita and Sadie's act. She even sang a song from her act for us.
1: Where the snowy peaks gleam in the moon of the dark forests of pine and the wild foaming waters dash onward toward lands where the tropic stars shine where the scream of the bold mountain eagle responds to the notes of the dove is the purple robed west the land that is best the pioneer land that we love. Tis the land where the columbines grow, overlooking the plains far below, while the cool summer breeze in the evergreen trees softly sings, where the columbines grow.
0: Everyone applauded once she was done, many with tears in their eyes as they remembered what it was like to gather in a theater together. John, the general store owner, told me of a time a young boy shoplifted some sweets from one of his shelves. He chased him all around town to get the sweets back, but John wasn't quick enough to catch him. Luckily, as the young boy tried to sneak back into his cottage, his mother caught him and made him march back to the store and return the sweets. The mother of that young boy was, of course, also there and listening to the story. She laughed and gave John a hug when he was done, the first hug either of them had in over a century. Eulali told me of what it meant to be a judge in a town like Fork River that making decisions about the fate of the people in her town could be difficult, even when they made mistakes. Sherlock, Cheese, and I must have listened to a hundred stories that day. Miners, shopkeepers, people who were just passing through Fork River, all slowly made their way off their headstones and told us about their lives there. It was beautiful. It made me think of my own home. Freshwater. The sun was beginning to set between two mountains in the distance, and by that time, the fog had completely cleared. Not a single ghost was sitting on their headstone anymore. They were up, hugging one another, talking, and laughing. Yulali approached me. I told her I had to be making my way home, and I asked what they all would do now that they no longer had to sit and wait. I'm not sure. Maybe we'll bring this town back to life, or (laughs) I guess life is not the word for it, she chuckled. But listening to everyone's stories made me realize that a ghost town doesn't have to remain motionless. There are stories we haven't told because they haven't even happened yet. It seems like Fork River has a life to live, even if we're dead. Thank you for listening, Rebecca. And thank you, Sherlock and Cheese. We hugged her goodbye and made our way back to our car. I looked in the rearview mirror and I could no longer make out the people I had just met. It was like they had disappeared. But even though I could no longer see them, I knew they were there because doors were swinging. The old mining cart was moving again, and I could hear laughter in the distance. So yes, there is a ghost town in Colorado in the middle of the Rocky Mountains. Yes, only ghosts live there. No, it is not the least bit scary. It's a wonderful town called Fork River, filled with a deep history and wonderful stories. Just like my town and yours. That was Ghost Town. Written and performed by me, Rebecca Cunningham. With musical performance by Megan Begala. Produced by Maria Wortel. Our line producer is Harry Poster. Girl Tales is a Cordelia Studios production. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And grownups, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening, and remember, I believe in you.